everything of mine. In our gospel today from John 17, this scripture passage comes from what's called basically the Last Supper from the Gospel of John. And it's called Jesus' great, great high priestly prayer. Because he's speaking of this union between him and the Father. In truth, this gospel, the second reading in the gospel, are actually for the seventh Sunday of Easter. But since we have, since we celebrate Ascension next weekend, I wanted to highlight these readings because we don't hear them very often. We usually skip them because of Ascension. But there's this beautiful prayer, this beautiful unity between Jesus and his Father. And he's expressing this deep unity, this union, on the night in which he will suffer and then the next day die on the cross. And so it could seem, looking at that, like, well, hold on a second. If God is with you, then why are you suffering? But Jesus is showing us that he knows his Father is with him, which actually gives him the strength to be willing to face his suffering, his cross, his passion. And so there's this this union between the Son and the Father. And in other places, Jesus says, whoever has seen me has seen the Father. That Jesus is making the Father known. There's this this beautiful revealing. I spent a couple days this past week with a, a priest friend of mine. Typically, after graduation, I'll go on vacation a little bit, so it was a little different this year for all of us, right? And so, uh, but I was, it was interesting to, I was with this priest friend, and we actually spent some time with his parents. And I got to hear a bunch of different stories and stuff, and there was a, um, in his, this priest's previous assignment, his parents had been invited on a pilgrimage with the school. And his mom went, and the father said, well, I'm not going to go because there's a bunch of religious sisters there, and I don't want to scandalize them because I'm a priest's father, and I am who I am. And, and so he was almost afraid of, uh, af- afraid of what would happen, so he just said, I'm just going to pass and let, you, let my wife go. Um, a second story he shared was, he says his dad is, can, can be a lot, which I can testify to. So he, he, he just has a lot of energy. He's a, uh, an extrovert. He, yeah, he talks to everybody, um, even in social isolation. So, um, but my friend said that, he said there's something really good about that because sometimes when I'm in a social situation, I will channel my inner dad and become the extrovert. That that I know my, I am my father's son, and so those, those gifts that he has, in a sense, are in me also. And I, I tap into them when I need them. Well, for every one of us who's baptized, we have been given the spirit of the Father. In, in our first reading, we heard about where we, confirmation, really, These people had been baptized, but then they wait for the apostles, Peter and John, to come to lay hands on them 
to receive a fuller outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The, the fuller outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the indwelling of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, so that God would be with them kind of even more so. And so for you and I who have been baptized and confirmed, that, that we have God with us, that everything of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit is with us also. And plug, if you haven't been confirmed, maybe this coming year. Because what does that do? But it, it just gives us a fuller outpouring of God with me, at work within me, so that I can know that I'm not alone, that God is here. It, and what does that Holy Spirit do? It, it gives us courage and perseverance, it gives us peace, joy. I think we could all use more of that in this time. Because this time is not the easiest. Um, and we've all been given, say if we've been baptized, we've been given the Holy Spirit, and all we need to do is respond. My, my nephew was telling me this story that a lot of the public schools, as you know, that the grades you had when we were, you know, when we socially isolated, that, that your grade couldn't go any lower. And so my nephew was so happy. He's like, school's out for summer, you know? And one of his classes, he had an 87% in English. And he was telling, um, both he and my brother were telling me this story. And he's like, I'm not good at English. I'm not good at writing. I don't like it. That's why I don't have an A or whatever. And so he talked to the teacher and said, if I do all this work, because I don't have to now, um, can I get an A? And the teacher said, not really. I mean, if you do all the work, you're still going to get a B. And so he's like, well, that makes that easy. But then enter, enters my brother. Um, you need to write that essay. Actually, the, the teacher gave like this extra credit assignment. He said, just to kind of help you, here's an extra credit assignment. And my nephew's like, I don't have to do it. But then my brother talked to him and said, I really, if you want to get better at writing, here's how you're going to do it. And so he's like, ah. He ended up writing the essay pretty quickly, sent it to the teacher, to which the teacher replied, I really didn't think you were going to do that. And he said, you know, if you now do the rest of the work, you might get an A. So my nephew, this, this like new side of my nephew came out, he got all the work done, and he got an A. And he was so proud, he was just like, like the best kind of pride. He said, I got straight A's this semester. And, you know, so my sister-in-law and brother chime in, they're like, well, that was a lot of work, wasn't it? And he's like, it was a lot of work. He says, but now I know the value of that hard work. I was like, what are you going to do next semester? He's like, I'm going to go for A's again. So in this time of quarantine, in this time where there was this opportunity that he responded, he cooperated, and he, he learned something about himself. That he didn't just disengage, he didn't unplug, but he became more engaged and he's grown more than ever. I hope that maybe that's been your experience as well. I, I've gotten emails and, um, from a bunch of different people who, who they've had that experience. Um, someone this week emailed me and said, their prayer life has never been stronger. Because that's, you know, 
like on the college campus, you say, well, I don't have time to pray. It's like, well, you got a whole lot of time to yourself right now. I don't know what you're going to do with it. And so some people are really responding. Like, God has given me this time. I'm, I want to I give it back to him. Everything I've been given, I want to give it back to him. That everything of mine is his. And everything of his, he wants to share with me. I think that's our invitation, and, and there's still t- today, there's still tomorrow, there's still an opportunity here to, to respond with what we have. God, God is always blessing us, it just doesn't always feel like a blessing. Our second reading, St. Peter talks about, Rejoice to the extent that you share in the sufferings of Christ, so that when his glory is revealed, you may also rejoice exultantly. Every one of us could share some of the sufferings we've gone through the last couple months. This is not easy. This takes us out of our normal rhythm that there are sufferings. I, uh, I've been avoiding kind of going to see my parents because I don't want to get them sick, but I also went down and saw them this week, and I just saw kind of firsthand how that this stress of two months of quarantine and t- full-time caretaking for my father that that's kind of taken on her. And you just see the suffering of that. You see the suffering of dementia. And it's like, Lord, why are, why are you doing this? Why, why put this burden on this person? This is very difficult. And yet to see the, the love in the heart of my mom, the way she patiently deals with the suffering of my father, that it's actually giving like a greater occasion than ever for love to shine forth. And yet the suffering is right there. And I'm convinced that she's going to be a saint. She already had a lot of reasons, but this is just the next chapter. Because that's kind of what it is, right? That we're never done. We just, just when we think we're past something, we're really just moving to the next chapter. And what the gospel reminds us of today is that as I enter every chapter, that that God is with me. And that everything good in God is mine. And that everything I'm experiencing is somehow God wants it to be his also. He, He invites me to bring it to him. Just like Jesus offering everything on the cross back to the Father. That everything I have is yours. And right now I'm dealing with a whole lot of suffering, but I give it back to you. And that somehow, maybe that's how suffering fits into God's plan. I I don't know how, but if everything Jesus has is the Father, and Father has is the Son, and then the cross is in there, that somehow maybe the crosses that I experience, the suffering that I deal with, that, that maybe it's not a mistake, Maybe it doesn't mean I'm doing something wrong, but maybe it means I'm exactly where I need to be with an invitation to offer everything back to the Father. And to know that my Father who loves me, that I don't need to be threatened by Him, but I can turn to Him, and I can rely on His strength, that I can channel my 
inner spirit of Jesus in which he trusts in the Father even when it's really difficult. That he loves the people who are persecuting and misunderstanding him. And that by embracing that suffering, by offering everything back to the Father, that not only will the cross and suffering be mine, but one day too, and sooner than I think, will be the glory.